spoiler alert, the films we review on the Slashers and Screamers podcast are guaranteed to be spoiled in full if you listen beyond this point. If you've not seen the film we're reviewing this week, I urge you to find it and watch it to your heart's content before joining us. But if you don't care and just want to listen to fun conversations, then by all means, stick around for Slashers and Screamers. Groovy. It's just a creepy movie. It definitely creeps you out for sure. Somebody has to be perfect, so it might as well be. Talk about deja vu. You live to tell the tale. You gotta think like a werewolf. It's the Slashers and Screamers podcast. Welcome to the Slashers and Screamers podcast. I am one of your thousands of hosts, Billy Graves. Let me go ahead and get my illustrious co-host in here, the godfather of droll, James. How are you, James? I'm pretty good. You dropped some pretty good news on the uh, over the last couple of days, did you not? Yeah, did. Tell everybody what that was. Man, Bill's going to SmackDown. Good God. WWE. I can't, I can't decide if I want to dress like Randy Savage, King Kong Bundy, John Cena, which is really not far from how I dress anyway. I don't know what I want to do, James, but I'm damn you excited do, about it. You can do early John Cena where his shorts are basically capris. And that person who has not been introduced yet is Final Girl Casey. Hey. Hello, Casey. Hello, Billy. How was your holiday weekend? Um, as to be expected, incredible and yours. Okay, okay. Incredible, which means I won't believe anything that you say, so that's good. It's up to you. Much, it's your choice. Well, well, I mean, hey, if you are labeled incredible, that means you are not credible. And <clears throat> suck as a witness. Mm, I'm both. And finally, the Memphis Menace, Rick. What's going on there, rockin' Ricky Rialto? Uh, not much. Just, uh, yeah, living the dream. You don't say much, but when you do, it's to the point, and I salute you for it. How was your holiday? It's pretty good. Did you overeat? Uh, yeah. Good. Proud of you. That's why we have the same body shape. I like it. I made some, uh... Not for long, because you said oh, you yeah. joined the gym or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot that I tweeted that. I don't even know why I tweeted it, now I'm accountable. <laughs> I, I would rather not be accountable for going to the gym, but I don't know. I was I was feeling myself and decided to put it out there to the world, or at least, you know... About a thousand people to, to see it, or at least <laughs> I don't know. However, many people did see it because I, I know that. You know, well, I, you know, I told you verbally about it, and you're going to be up here hanging and banging at Planet Fitness in Portland, I Tennessee. Ronnie Coleman uh, <laughs> videos. As soon as I heard about it, <clears throat> picking up picking up Buicks and bending <clears throat> them in half. Well, you know, you know, my my schedule is a little bit crazy, so. However, we can fit this in is so how we're going to have to fit it in. But you, you got to do something because you got all those little, you know, want to be tough guys on your football, multiple football teams. And uh, they're probably starting to think that Coach JB is a push around. That's right. They might, you, take, you, might try me, Bill. Well, you I'm need to tell. Yeah, man, you need to tell the biggest one that you push people his size out of the way looking for somebody to fight. Plus, I could get my cardio up for running around on the sideline. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, if you can't throw that headset 50 yards, 
then you might as well just not even take it off. I can't so, go down after the table. No, you can't go down looking like a punk, James. Not in front of all these kids. Not in front of all those moms in the stands. They're tr- no, they're they're trusting their children to to, to be in the hands of uh, of a doer, not a thinker. So I wonder what we got going on in the world of horror this week. Found a pretty cool little website. To, I I don't know if it's all inclusive. It's got some good stuff on here. I see that two days ago, the Mutilator Two is in pre-production now dude yes i just read that and i like literally yesterday and i was like holy shit that's awesome the poodle so, later <laughs> so the poodle later two is uh um... <laughs> <laughs> i got something for all them horror fans bill oh god what could it be shutter sucks <laughs> What? <laughs> Rick represents exactly who you were aiming that at, right? <laughs> he paid four ninety nine. You can watch me anytime, anywhere. <laughs> He'll dance on a hay bale for four ninety nine. <laughs> and why does it suck, James? Because I couldn't watch the damn thing I seen. It looked, it looked at least halfway decent. You were pretty excited about it. I can't even watch it. <laughs> you texted me, said, hey, look at this movie, Bill. What's that all about? I don't know, but I'm going to give you my credit, my, my creds, credits, credentials for uh, for Shutters so you can watch. If I'd have paid four ninety nine and got the damn shit that I got last night. What movie was it? I'd have probably burnt down the fucking Shutter itself. I'd have found their fucking... <laughs> Wherever they're broadcasting, however they put their shit out, I took it out like commando. <laughs> I, I believe what James is uh, alluding to is the fact that he didn't get to see anything at all because he tried to bring it up on his PlayStation, and, and the PlayStation browser sucks. Whatever the browser is they use, doesn't um, it won't play a lot of types of video formats. And, it doesn't uh, support sh- Flash, so... It, yeah, well, yeah, Flash is definitely one of them, and... Um, Who's using the PlayStation browser in 2021 anyway, honestly? Well, I still use it for certain I things. TV. I still well, use it for certain things. And, I ain't but got here's, damn smart TV. Well, I can tell you this. There should be an app by now for Shutter. My TV started. There ain't um, no app for There is an app. There's an app, but I'm saying there needs to be an app on the PlayStation Store, and there's not. The movie I was going to watch is uh, Death Valley. What's that it says, all about? Mercenaries seek to rescue a scientist from a secret facility, but they are not alone. <clears throat> well, if it's up to James, they're alone, because he Sounds ain't like seen it. Great. They well, had your mercenaries, didn't they? I ain't went to fucking watch it. Yeah, the first thing was mercenaries, and I was like... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so we've got the Poodle Later 2. We've got... This is a Shutter original, too. I don't know what that means. Probably fucking junk. But. <laughs> Listen, I saw a couple of things that were Shutter original. I haven't seen them yet. I saw them on there, and they look pretty good. Um, n- Not to give any spoilers, but I've got my movie picked, and I found it on Shutter for, you know, for next week. I don't think it's a Shutter original, but I hadn't heard of it, el- you know, elsewhere. So I don't know. Oh, listen to this, Bill. 
two hired guns commissioned to rescue an imprisoned scientist from a secret facility are hunted down by a terrifying creature of unknown origin. Oh, God. See, that's uh, that's double jeopardy for James. You got hired guns and creatures. Pretty good creature feature. I was pleasantly surprised. Wait, you saw it? No, I'm just reading these. Uh, oh, things. the reviews. Be yeah. careful, though, James, because th- those reviews, they don't give a damn if they spoil the movie or not. This is okay. Nothing special, but nothing bad either. A decent monster film, but not going to knock your socks off. I'm going to save that for my review this week. <laughs> well, you know, James. Well, there's a movie I didn't watch, Bill. But I did find Randy Savage singing Jingle Bells, and that made that made me happy. I might have to put that at the end of the podcast. After Shudder <laughs> sucked. So, so yeah. Is that a month or is that one time four ninety nine? Uh that's four ninety nine a month. But there's a um well we've got some promo codes that we gave out last week that would knock off a pretty good chunk of that yearly rate if you were to buy it all at once. I got a film I got a, a camera on a donkey eating a bell of hay right now. You can watch it all day long for two ninety nine a month. <laughs> Top content from the Godfather of Joel Jane. And it'll get a new hay bell every three days. <laughs> So the trailer just dropped, uh, or at least maybe one of uh, a, a new trailer for The Curse of La Patasola. I don't know what that's all about, so let's look at it. Patasol. Patasol. Patasola. This looks like something that might be along the lines of La Llorona, but on a weekend camping trip, two struggling couples encounter a vampiric monster from Amazonian fo- folklore, testing their relationships, their courage, and their will to survive. Um, is this what we're watching? No, this is uh, something that was just released. Looks oh. like the release date's going to be middle middle of January 2022. Where'd you see that at? I'm seeing this on the website, upcominghorrormovies.com. Oh. I like a good a, witch movie. That's a vampire, Bill. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, Witches and vampires are two different things. That, that's true. That's true. Well, um, but, you know, it's along the same lines, though, right? No. Well, Which is a vampire. completely different. Well, neither one of them are real. Mm-hmm. Unless you count Stevie Nicks. We do. Yeah. <clears throat> I have, uh, actually, you're talking about vampires. I was listening to one of my uh, podcasts. Well, vampires podcast. are. Yes. They are starting to uh, come out, Bill. Now, are we talking about Dracula or are we talking about, like, some emo goth uh, late teenager who just happens to drink a little bit of blood every now and then? I'm talking about real vampires, Bill. Pointy teeth kind. Well, I got pointy teeth, James. They're in New Orleans. Well, those are just Cajuns. Some of them have pointy teeth, too. You Won't Be Alone, rated R, uh, set in an isolated mountain village in the 19th century Macedonia. You Won't Be Alone follows a young girl who is kidnapped and transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. This one's got, uh, how do you say her name? Numi Rapace? And I'm already won over? Who is that? I know that name. The, the, the chick from uh, that Dragon that? Tattoo and Prometheus. Is that that girl in Sherlock Holmes? Oh, yes. Who was in Sherlock Holmes? I think she's in the second one, James. Yeah, I watch it. See? She's a, hey, she, she's a hammer, and she's like the hammer Back. in just about any damn thing she's in. I don't care who else is in it. <clears throat> she won me over at the, uh, the self-inflicted C-section in Prometheus. Mm. Is that the same girl? Oh, it's the same girl. That was in uh, Sherlock Holmes? 
so says you, and so says Casey. What's the name of this movie? You Won't Be Alone. You Won't Be Alive. Alone. Oh, 2022. That's going to take forever. James, we're five days away from it. There's a trailer. Do you you still think this is 2020? That's not me, Bill. He's got some fingernails on. Well, we're a little bit late on uh, Christmas flicks, but this one's called Nutcracker. It follows a novelist who visits her family for Christmas and finds a mysterious Nutcracker doll, which soon becomes possessed and wreaks havoc. That sounds dope. Who's a nut? Patrick Bergen. (laughs) Patrick Stewart. Not Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Bergen, Beatrice Fletcher, Julie Stevens, and Stephen Staley. Um... This one was directed by Rebecca Matthews, who also directed Pet Graveyard, not to be confused with Pet Cemetery, Bad Nun, Deadly Vows, and Witches of Amityville Academy. That sounds that like the, Bell? They, Yeah, the Witches of Amityville Academy. I would watch that. Um, hitting video on demand in March 22 is The Exorcism of God. I mean, why not? You've uh, already exercised everybody else. Like, everybody gets an exorcism these days. It's like Oprah. I guess God gets one, too. This one follows Father Peter Williams, not Peter File, uh, an American exorcist who, being possessed by a demon was trying to expel, ends up committing the most terrible sacrilege. Eighteen years later, the consequences of his sin will come back to haunt him, unleashing the greatest battle of evil <clears throat> within. And nobody oh, wow. I know... Okay, you know what? There's one person whose name I recognize here, and that is Iran Castillo, and she was in Mexican soap operas. Oh, wait a minute. No. Hey, is the guy, what was the guy's name from, uh, I I don't want to sound stupid if it's not this guy. What was the guy that played Jeffrey from, uh, from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? What was his name? Well, I'm not even going to say it's him because. The butler? Yeah. What was his name? His real name? I already said his fake name, James. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to see it. It's an exorcism movie. At least he's scared of exorcism movies. Yeah. I'm his name him. is Joseph Marcel. Yeah, this, that's him. I knew it was him. I didn't want to say it was him. And then somebody would be like, oh, I guess they all look the same to you. No, I can't do that. It looks just like him, but he looks he has not aged. He's not aged one fucking day. Marcel Ledbetter. Marcel Ledbetter is... White beard. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't in this picture. Still looks the same, like the same Jeffrey we all loved. I love Jeffrey. He looks terrible in this picture. Oh well, that fucking sucks. Now, one of the one of most does he look like Phil? Well, Phil's dead. R.I.P. Unfortunately, but there's one. There's one film here listed that I was the most excited to tell you guys about. The name of this one is The Last Train to New York. Wait. Have I heard something about this? I don't know. Um, and, and I don't know at what point of production they're in, but it says here there's no official plot yet, but the original was set in South Korea <gasps> and followed a group of people on a train during a zombie apocalypse. Yes, that's right. We are getting an American remake of Train to Busan. That's what it is. I was like, that sounds so Great. familiar to me. That'll be yeah. garbage. You know what, Rick? Why don't you let it happen first before you start shitting on it? I know you hate zombies. That's why you don't watch The Walking Dead. Why is it controversial? I don't hate zombies. 
It, who said it was controversial? Yeah, who said that? It says, uh, South Korean zombie movie Train to Busan is getting a controversial American remake we now know is called Last Train to New York. Last Train to Clarks. I don't know. What, yeah, what would be controversial about it? At this point, it seems like any controversy would you know, kind of be swept you know, swept away by all the shit that nobody cares about, or at least didn't used to care about. Well, that's what we got this week in, I guess, horror. It's not really this week, but they were all announced, or at least updated this week. I, I thought that was a pretty good little tidbit of news. But guys, I got, you know, we, we've been playing Crack the Case for a little while, and it's fun, and kind of wanted to change things up a little bit. So over the holidays, you know, some little stocking stuffers that I got for, you know, my boys. I ran across a game that I hadn't seen in a while. And I thought, man, this would be fun to play on the podcast, especially on our year-end episode. Because we're not going to have another oh, one until 2022. I didn't even think about that shit. Yeah. Like, this is it. Finito. Our very next episode will happen, hopefully, on January 2nd. So that's 2022, y'all. Last time I checked, January starts the new year. So That's crazy. What do you guys say we play a few rounds of a game called Five Second Rule? Sure. Yay. Is it a spooky game? No, not at all. Is that where you oh, pick okay. something off of where you... Yes, this is where you pick. I need you all to drop something on the floor and then pick it up <laughs> and eat on. it. Video on. <laughs> yeah, video on and put your hands behind your back. And and eat it off the floor. And you have to be finished in five seconds. No, James, I'm glad you asked for clarification on this. The name of this game is Five Second Rule. That means you have five seconds to name three of an item that I ask you. So if if I say name three South American countries, you have five seconds to come up with uh, Venezuela, Chile, Argentina. And you get, and you win, right? You you get you get to keep your card. I have five cards laying out in no uh, I don't know what you call it. They're all randomized. I just laid five down for each of you. At the end of the five, uh, yeah, the end of the five rounds, whoever has the most cards is el ganador or la ganadora. So I don't know. Is ever, somebody's audio? Or, is it my audio? Is my no, somebody? It's yeah, not even doing, so... It, it I'm does sound like so. James? I ain't got no rappers. Hmm. Spooky. I don't hear it now. James, are you clear on the rules here? Uh, something about five seconds. Uh, yeah, you got five seconds to name three things that I ask for. Rick, you clear? <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> All right, don't be petting your cat in the middle of this. She'll distract you. <laughs> she's, on the, she's in the living room. Okay. Hey, Casey, you clear? I'm good. All right, and because I didn't know what order to go in, and it's not really fair to anybody uh, to go first, I <laughs> I asked my son to give me some type of order, and he said go alphabetically. So, Casey, <laughs> you are first. Okay. All right, so um, I do understand that you won't be able to hear our timer, but I've got a five-second timer that I can hear. Use your mental timer, and I will start the five-second timer when I say the last word of your category. So, Casey, final girl Casey, name three 
yellow foods. Yellow Skittles, lemons, and lemon pound cake. Nailed it. Good job. And that was right on the five-second mark, too. Took me a second. Was going to name yellow M&Ms and decided against it. Yeah. When you start debating, that's when you fucked yourself. Don't have time to debate with only five seconds. James, name three muscles. Trapezoid. <laughs> 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 what is the shape of your trapezius? <laughs> My trapezius are trapezoids. Oh, I'm dead. Pretty good. So, something I failed to mention at the beginning if you do not get your three, the next person in line can steal your card by naming the three things on the back of your card. So, Rick, to steal, name three military ranks. Private, Sergeant, Colonel. Oh, with time to spare. Good job, Pickles. All right, Rick, and this is for your card. Oh, this is bullshit. I know you're going to get this. Name three European countries. France, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg. I'm pretty sure Liechtenstein is in Asia. What the hell's Liechtenstein? I'm pretty sure Has that was a, a guy that played center for the Washington football team like five seasons ago. Corey Liechtenstein. Rick, you better not have made that up. We'll find out and fucking did. hunt you down. It's it's no, it's a kingdom. They have a prince as their head of state. Google it. I don't want to. I think Google that was it. in a movie. I was in a movie one time. Liechtenstein. <clears throat> yeah. Don't take up for him, James. Carl von Liechtenstein. <laughs> Casey. Yeah, it was name. Something. I'm sure it was. Rick wouldn't lie. Hmm. Casey, name three musicals. Uh, Annie, Hello, Dolly, Cabaret. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. Another example. Oh, I really wish I would ask you instead, James. Because he would have just sung all the lines from his favorite musicals. James, Hate to name disappoint. Oh, well, James loves to disappoint. James, name three <laughs> ways to celebrate a birthday. A party. <laughs> <laughs> that was one. Oh, and by the way, um, Rick to steal. Um, actually, no, never mind. I don't have to say that. James is giving the game away to Rick. Rick, name three. Besides a party. A cake. I said with the party. Well, I'm not going to take a packaged a answer. You just have a cake. You could say both. You could say party, cake, beer. 
Strippers. That's people weird. who put their clothes on for money. I want to leave those people out. Never nudes. Yeah, never nudes. Rick, to steal. Name three countries in the United Nations. Ireland, Scotland, Wales. I thought Scotland wasn't in it. Oh, you said the UN? I'm thinking you said the UK. My bad. Oh, my Lord. Gonna have to throw. I don't even know what to do with a discarded card. I guess I'll put it Rick over here. Rick doesn't get that card and has to go to the next one. Well, Rick just loses his thing. So now it's two for Casey, two for Rick. What Casey, we doing? naming three things. How do I get a card? You you get a card by get by naming three things in five seconds. In five seconds. Yeah. What Casey, three things? The things that I tell you on the card. Name three ways to celebrate a birthday, is like I did on the last one for you. There's only one way to celebrate a birthday with a party. There's not. <laughs> there's not. Oh, there's. Multiple ways. You could go on a cruise. You could go on a trip. You could go out to dinner. You could have a party. You could go to the club. Hmm. I mean, Ice Cube had three specific ways in a song. Smoking, drinking, and fucking. That's three ways right there. He done that for his birthday? He might have. Probably. But that's, th that's three things you could do for your birthday. I better not catch you smoking. I really don't want to catch you doing any of that. But, Casey, name three things with sleeves. Shirts, um, jackets, uh... Oh, little. time! Fuck! <laughs> James. <laughs> vests! My vest has a sleeve. <laughs> James, to steal... I know you got this. Name three phone apps. Uh. God damn it. Time. Oh my god. Rick, I know since you're a little pussy, nice you boot. can, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had to switch to five minute rule, James. <sighs> Rick, name three phobias. Uh, people, spaces, elevators. You have to say the names. Yeah. Oh, I'm not what they're afraid know. of. Trichodecophobia. That's the only one I know. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of Ricks with eight legs. Casey, to that's steal. Because that that that's long. It's not supposed too. to be easy, Rick. If what it was kind of if it was easy like Snapchat Facebook Yeah, Snapchat, Facebook, Facebook Twitter. Oh, okay. Adult Friend Finder. Adult Friend Finder. Pay Lakes. Uh Casey, to steal. I'm afraid you're gonna get this one. Name three celebrity award shows. The Grammys, the Emmys, the Tonys. The Tonys. Obviously named after Tony Danza. Obviously. 
James, I believe this is uh, famously <laughs> giving out the award each year for who's the boss. James, I feel like you can get this one. Name three types or styles of underwear. Boxers, briefs, and uh, jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> what are jockeys? Um, type of underwear. I'll take it, Rick. <laughs> okay, I need this is this is a very important D that I am pronouncing here. Name three fads. Beanie Babies, uh, fucking, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. <laughs> Casey, to steal, name three Broadway shows. <laughs> okay, Wicked, Sound of Music, and Chicago. Time! What'd you say? Wicked, Sound of Music, Chicago. See, I said time at the same time. I don't think I'm going to be able to allow that one. No, you didn't. I did. Say, I said it at the same time you said whatever you said. That's why I couldn't no, hear you. No, you didn't, because I heard you say it after. Guys, I know this is a conflict of interest. Did y'all hear you her said, say Chicago before I said time? You said time before after she got done. I said it after she got done. She was done talking, and you said time. Okay, well, you know, the, the podcast is, isn't going to lie to us. When we listen back, we're going to be able to hear it. James, name... I, I allowed it, by the way. Uh, James, name three pizza ingredients. Uh, cheese, sauce, and pepperonis. By God. Got two. Pickle Rick, name three things you do. Okay, let me rephrase this for the, the PG audience. Name three things you someone does when they wake up. Uh, shower, brush your teeth, check the phone. All right. <clears throat> There's a reason I pivoted away from you, Rick. Casey? Name three birthstones. A uh, diamond, ruby, sapphire. Is diamond a birthstone? For April. I'll be damned. What's for June? Uh, it's either pearl or alexandrite based where you look. I like pearls, though. James, name three of Winnie the Pooh's friends. Tigger, Eeyore, and Piglet. The three I said in my head. James is catching up here. Catching up to Rick, anyway. Pickle Rick, name three famous landmarks. Washington Monument, Grand Canyon, Mount Rushmore. Oh. Calm your tits, Rick. I don't know how I have one for Casey still. Oh, because these were missed. Okay, Casey, uh, I guess to sew up your win here, name three ingredients in chocolate chip cookies. Uh, 
Um, chocolate chips, butter, sugar. God damn it. Well, looks like Casey has one, two, three, four, five, six cards. James ended up with a hat trick. Rick ended up with four. Casey, we congratulate you on winning this meaningless game, but victory is not meaningless when you are the owner of said victory. Thank you. My confidence in myself improved tenfold. Name three things that can be tenfold. Okay. Good job. I hope that was fun for everybody. It probably wasn't because only one person won and we have two sore losers. But, God, we're here to do one thing, are we not? We're here to we talk are. about our final movie of 2021 and, subsequently, our final Christmas movie of the Christmas season as we are recording one day after Christmas. But they're still playing Christmas music on the radio, so we may as well stick to Christmas movies, right? Yeah. Well, this one might be, this might be the, the horror flick, if you want to say so, that you introduce kids to, right? This could be everybody's first horror flick. It's a safe choice. Do you not think so? No, I thought James was going to say something there. <clears throat> um. Well, yeah, that, that's why I said it. Uh, I, I feel like this is a movie that you, like, you, you want to kind of get your kids, you, you want to ramp them up into you know the, the the horror vibe without scaring them too bad so you're not just gonna pull them out of the crib and show them you know texas chainsaw right so you're, you're gonna get them in you know get them in slow and i think gremlins is probably the safest thing unless you count something like Ernest scared stupid or something like that which isn't really even um scary i guess you guys have referenced that movie so many times since we started this and i don't know necessarily what it is at some point i'm gonna have to look it up uh, it's well, a fucking yeah. masterpiece is what it is. Oh, That's decisive. Rick's just coming unglued. Dude, I love Ernest was... Scared Stupid. Well, I remember Eartha Kitt being in this movie, and she was my first Catwoman, so I'll always hold that one in high esteem. But it's kind of like uh, the, you know, the, the Goosebumps type thing for people who want to see something spooky during you know, Halloween season. But it stars Jim Varney. Well, would you not say that, James? I mean, the the, the Goosebump series is kind of like um, I don't know the the after school special of horror stuff. It's like not horror scary. Light. Yeah, very horror. -like. That troll, that troll, and Ernest scared stupid is pretty scary. Okay, well then that you know proves my point because there are a few things in Gremlins here that are pretty scary. Little, little uh. spiky, the little spiky haired ones after they come out of their cocoon. You don't think that would, would be scary to a, you know, a a young kid? Bill, my first horror movie was Rawhead Rex. We did watch that one. I didn't get no gremlins when I was little. I think the closest thing to a gremlin was the movie's Critters. Yeah. When I was up. And that was a little more adult-oriented. Pretty hardcore, Bill. It's pretty hardcore. Gremlins gets a little bit hardcore, though. It gets a little bit dark. I mean, you think Christmas. You think... um. You know, I always wanted one of those gizmos for Christmas. A well, who doesn't? Who doesn't want a, a gizmo? Who doesn't want a they're mogwai? They're so sweet. They are until well, their little song. I love their song. It is like very calming in some aspect. I don't know. Oh yeah, I fell asleep kind of song? three times. <laughs> it sings. Thing you know, a like you remember that thing? Remember that thing I had, Bill? Uh, a tumor. That uh, oh, that little uh, green thing. With its eyes, you could set it and make it do things. Uh, Kirby? 
Yeah, Furby. I'm pretty yeah, sure Furbies were based off of Mogwai. I'm looking this up. Please do. I mean, they were too close to not be related, though, right, James? They were originally released in 1998. Furbies were? Apparently. Yeah, they had great. You could get them to do anything you wanted to. We're in the bathroom. <laughs> James, are you peeing? <laughs> Better not be. You know who it is. He's not. He he wouldn't do that. He's what? literally flushed before. <laughs> he would not. He's pouring something out. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee. But man, it sounded like it. God, he's probably pouring a damn drink. I don't think so. Oh, God. <laughs> Jimmy Button strikes again. <laughs> I hate y'all. No. Oh, God. My face. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> Because you brought up the Furby, James. I was just trying to get some information about it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to like. I didn't want to have no dead air, but you. <laughs> Listen, there won't be any dead air after after I uh, truncate the silence out of this thing. If there's any silence, it's going to disappear. <laughs> but what's not going to disappear are those waterfalls that are falling. <laughs> Man, that was God. Soothing sounds of James Brown. <laughs> You'll never find. <sighs> it doesn't Casey. say anything about these being styled after Mogwai. Well, Lindsay yeah. had one, my cousin, and they left it in my room. Well, it just watched and listened to you and repeat things that you said. I do remember <clears throat> that. And I don't. I don't Jeez. remember. <laughs> I don't remember any reason you would have had a Furby in 1998 or 99. Okay, one. well that that's okay. The follow-up part was my cousin Lindsay had one and they left it in my room, which probably means it got dragged to your room by you, but I'll I'll accept that it got left in your room. It wake up. It'd wake up at like weird hours of night and go It's <laughs> I had one when they came out, up. and yeah, it used to scare me when I was little, and it would wake up at night. You could hear its eyes like moving around, like looking at yeah. shit. Yeah, me and James were like both that. scared. I don't like that because, um, whereas I'm not a fan sure, of you know, I was like, I mean, what's this? <laughs> I but at that There's, age, I think it. we really didn't care about it. You know, you stick your fire in his mouth and go, mm. wow, <laughs> I. It's a good thing Rick didn't have that. So, go, listen. Mm-hmm. Want more? Or he'd go, bruh, I'm full. He just kept, he just kept faith that he'd get sick. <laughs> James, the last doll that I had was the Pee Wee Herman doll with a, the pull string. It wasn't a doll. It's just like a little bitty thing. You couldn't it's hold it. It was just a round, I don't know, round fur thing with AI intelligence. I thought they had, I thought they had eyes. Like, they left it in my uncle's room, and it would just bourbon fart all the time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was your uncle. or something else? No, it's a Furby. It would, like, it would mimic you. Okay. <laughs> it would mimic you. That's different from it just burping and farting. Well, well that's, my uncle that's... farted all the time, so <laughs> it picked it up. I'm glad you said that, because it was, that was the next thing coming out of my mouth, James. <laughs> that is mimicking <laughs> Uncle Mitch. Little do you know. So... 
We're starting off this flick in what looks like... First of all, I want to know where are they? Is, is, this is Chinatown, right? This was kind of juxtaposed for us that they're in, that he's in Chinatown. The, I guess the, yes, the father yeah. of your main character. So why the hey, hell? Yeah. See, I was thinking to myself, like, why? I think it's New York, actually. But why on earth does the town where they all live look like any middle America town? And then the town at the beginning of it looks like fucking Gotham City. He couldn't have been further downtown and then go back to the suburbs. Well, he is a traveling salesman, so there's no telling where he was at. A traveling inventor to... salesman at that. Very Sell the whatever, <clears throat> pocket power, pocket hero, wherever it is. The, the bathroom buddy. Yeah, the butthole buddy. So the so the butthole buddy is what he's selling door to door. And he ends up in a shop that I don't really know what they sell. You You walk in and yeah, we know what he walks out with. And I saw that pretty cool little chess set that um, Master Sifu is working on. But it's the same shop they bought the monkey paw from. It could be. But, you know, let's it's talk like about... It's like an antique store, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I think it is like an antique store um, of the probably um, Chinese variety. Uh, yeah. But but the, te- the antiques that I saw, I didn't see anything that I was going to walk out with from antique shop. Well, neither did he, except the Mogwai. Mm. Is the Mogwai an antique? Well, we don't know how old they are. Could be 500 years old, James. You don't know. You can't just cut it open like a tree and count the rings. Gizmo Gaga. So let's talk about some of our characters real quick. And our traveling inventor salesman, Rand Peltzer, played by Hoyt Axton. This is a really interesting guy. He wrote so many songs. Oh my goodness. I'm talking... Uh, Never Been to Spain, Joy to the World, both, not the Christmas song, but the Three Dog Night song. He had his own record label. Like, this guy lived a big life. He did his thing. He marched to the beat of his own drum. Served in the U.S. Navy on the Princeton, so hoorah, shipmate. But his, okay, he's in one of the biggest grossing, or highest grossing 80s films ever, and that's not even... What he hung his hat on. What movie? Well, Gremlins. Case. Oh, fuck. I thought you meant a... <laughs> <I thought> you <laughs> <meant> a different... <laughs> no, but it, what he Sorry. hung his hat on, though, was his singer-songwriter ability. And sure. th- th- he made a-, a whole career out of that. And a really interesting guy. Um, A mountain of a man, but it only has him listed at 6'3". He looks a lot bigger. Uh, yeah, he screen. looked very tall. Yeah. Um... And one really interesting thing that I that I learned reading up on him was he improvised his line. He stuck to an outline, but he improvised nearly all his lines. He seemed very natural. Yeah, and if you knowing that prior to watching the film, I kind of I kind of did the same thing that we did with coherence. And I just listened to the flow of everybody's conversation. Whereas in this one, I've listened to his conversation versus everyone else's, and I could totally see him improvising everything that that he said. I really, he's already got a really soothing voice. I guess I just paid more attention to him this time around, knowing what we know. I like that though. It's like uh, in our friend of the pod, Jim's Burkett's movie, where everyone was just kind of given a goal for their scene. 
coherent. Yeah, you had you had one guy on screen who was kind of the bring it all back in guy, and I think that was I can't remember his name. Was it Amir? It wasn't Amir. I'm I'm, I'm gonna gonna fuck that up altogether. I don't remember I'm not even his to name. Guess. Yeah, you had the, the the mole is what they called him though, and uh, yeah, he would bring everybody back in, but they were just given like a goal to reach, like you said, and and what? What do you mean, and what? Well, I'm just gonna let you continue because I was kind of. Oh no no no! It's fine. <laughs> um, I was just saying, like it, re- like hearing this about Hoyt Axton and him being able to kind of follow a guide, but you know, for the most part, go with the flow as far as lines go. I, it makes me think of how natural everyone in coherence was when they were given the goal and were just allowed to like say it and communicate it in their own way. Well, he had me ready to buy about 15 bathroom buddies for next Christmas. Um, and speaking of Christmas, it is Christmas time in this movie. We know that you know, all your last-minute shopping can only be done in the underbelly of your town's local black market. So, this is where he finds himself. But he's not really there to shop, right? He's you know, he's there in business, selling his uh, his gadgets. Um, you know, he's he, you see that he monetizes everything. Any idea that happens in this movie, he's like, well, hey, that's a perfect idea. He wanted to monetize fucking Gizmo from from the jump. As soon as he saw he could reproduce, he or she could reproduce. I don't know if Gizmo Mogwai is... You have to think if he's reproducing. If it's reproducing, it's got to be a female. But no, I I guess it could be a a gender-neutral creature. I don't think they ever say. In fact, they might... They actually might refer to Gizmo as a he. But that just bends my mind with a reproduction. But either way, Christmas shopping, down in the bowels of hell. Um... Stumbles upon Gizmo, and um, you know he's there in business selling everything, which uh, you know I guess he should. But what's he got? This bathroom buddy. He's like he he's got the juicer. First of all, let's talk about the failed um, gadgetry of of Mister Peltzer here. You got the bathroom buddy that doesn't work ever. You got that ever. juicer that that throws. Uh, that you know, scene is hilarious. Yeah, uh, it works for a few seconds. Galligan starts smiling. And then it just fucking explodes. What else did he have? I know there were more. Those are the two that I think of. That juicer. Oh my god, that had me laughing. I hadn't thought about that scene in a while because I haven't seen this movie in a few years. Very fun. Oh, there was the the coffee maker where the coffee looked like motor oil. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. So, am I to understand this right? That Billy, who is the son of Rand, played by Zach Galligan. Galligan? I was a Galligan, yeah. Who's... Okay, I get him and Vince Gilligan mixed up. Fuck it. I very, think he's a Breaking Bad very guy. Sam- yeah. Similar. Yeah, very similar guys. Um so Billy, who's the son of Rand, um he he's the sole breadwinner in his home. Seems he's like the it. only Yeah. Um and the follow up question to that, you know, the father in the home where his child is providing for him is out in shady parts of town buying exotic creatures with money that's not coming in regularly? It's Christmas, Billy. He just dropped 200 bones on a mogwai. He did, yeah. You know, Billy's got his own problems, though. I mean, he works at a bank, first of all, and he's got an issue with this lady, uh, Mrs. Gulch. I can't remember her name. Um, Mrs. D something? Deagle? Yeah. Is it Deagle? I think it is Deagle. Who wants to take his dog to the pound for destroying her this lawn or something? Hater ass hoe. Oh. Gizmo. Gaga. I couldn't believe she talked to a little dog like that. Well, I mean, tell me you're, I'm not the only one that got the Mrs. Gulch vibes, though. I don't know who that is. <sighs> it's the alter ego of the Wicked Witch at the beginning oh, of the Oh, okay. Lives. I couldn't 
I didn't know her name, but I know who you're talking about now. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean with the dog thing. Well, they did a whole, like, recreation here. Like, I want your dog. The dog unties himself from the, you know, from the spot. Of course, you know, Toto never attacks Mrs. Gulch. but Should've. Should've, but still. Alright, so before we get too far, like, what are the unwritten rules to owning a gremlin? The unwritten or the very clearly stated? Well, they were very clearly stated, but they're unwritten. I didn't see a, a, a manual. Yeah. What are yeah. the rules to owning a mogwai? You don't feed them constantly. When would you say specifically not to feed them, Rick? I'm just saying, maybe that's a rule. I don't know. No. Hmm. Okay. Supposed to get them wet. No water, no sunlight, and they can't eat after midnight. After midnight. I feel like the one person on this show who should not own a mogwai is Rick. Is it because he doesn't know the rules? It's because he doesn't know the rules. I don't remember that shit. Didn't you just watch it today? I watched it yesterday. Do you have amnesia? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna remember. Like, oh, this is this is the rules for owning a gremlin, guys. Are I mean, you Jason know. Bourne? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's the reason the whole plot to the movie happens is they don't follow the rules. So yeah, James yeah. watched and understood this movie. <clears throat> you would think you'd remember something like it. <laughs> <laughs> were there even gremlins in this movie <laughs> if they'd have followed the rules or wouldn't have been if, so not, if they'd follow the rules <laughs> Rick is basically <laughs> Billy from this movie <laughs> here's some chicken <laughs> don't feed them constantly don't feed them after midnight so Rick would be like hey I haven't fed him in a long time and here it is 1am I'm gonna give him this leg of lamb. <laughs> a leg of lamb. A leg of lamb. So, like, all the all these rules are opposed to what, you know, Billy had in front of him the whole time. A Kate played by Phoebe Cates, who you would who you would feed after midnight if she wanted it, and who you would want to get wet. And honestly, I'd want to do it with the lights on with her, so the bright lights are a good thing too. So Phoebe Cates undisputed hammer of this film and i don't think there's much of an argument it's not even close no no like listen phoebe cates is the hammer in any movie that she appears in <clears throat> i can't think of one exception private school is that what it was called private school i don't think betsy I Ru- yeah betsy russell was in that one but she would she would be a second place you know she'd be a runner-up but no phoebe cates and phoebe cates in gremlins oh my god damn Very them funny. for Damn them for keeping it PG-13. Uh, actually, not PG-13. It was PG, and it, along with uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, inspired movie makers in the MPAA to develop a PG-13 rating. That's what it, that's what it was. That's where I got PG-13. Good call. You're welcome. Good call on that. Thank you. But you know what? If, if Phoebe Cates wasn't in this Phoebe film, Cates and... married to Kevin Klein? Yes, Phoebe Cates is. is married Has to been Kevin Klein. Like is since the eighties. No, I don't. I don't think so. No, that's Kevin Spacey. Mm. What was the question? Was uh, is Kevin Klein a perv? Oh yeah, that is Spacey for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Kevin Klein's. He's pretty favorite good movie. Nose clean. Huh? She's in one of your favorite movies. Drop Dead Fred. That was a pretty decent movie. I don't know where you're getting that. It was one of my favorites. You always tell me it was one of your favorites. 
Maybe you were thinking of right said Fred. Uh, okay, no. Maybe in its time I liked it more than I do now. It didn't stick with me for like any amount of time, but in its time I did like that movie. <clears throat> Had a fun, fun premise. But man, Phoebe Cates was it. Now, if she wasn't in this movie and they replaced her with just, you know, your average Jane, who's the hammer of this film? Smell. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to let y'all... <laughs> Despairs a good goddamn name of Zach Galligan. Okay, Zach Galligan should have been a multi-time leading man in the in the in the pictures. He was a handsome young devil, and he sh- he was actually um reading for Back to the Future. I can't remember what other parts that they said that he was up for, but he was he was right there. Um, he was going to be Luke Skywalker. Is that legit? Yeah. It come down between him and Mark Hamill. Imagine Star Wars with Zach Galligan or Vince Gilligan. I think Gremlins might be the only thing I've seen him in. It is his only notable work. Mm. He's an act, he's uh-huh. an acting coach. Yeah, he's an acting coach right now. But he, he yeah, but he didn't do anything major after that. And really, Phoebe Cates didn't do a lot either. She retired from acting in like the early nineties, probably after uh, Drop Dead Fred. Did something like in the early 2000s only because her child was in the film, I think. She's just not in it. She is about that home life. And maybe mm. that's why she and Kevin Klein lasted, you know, have lasted for so long. Maybe. But let's talk about, yeah, well, let's talk about somebody who, um, didn't have it so smooth and, uh, Somebody I'm I'm completely rooting for, and talking about Corey Feldman is also in this film, and a, a smaller part. Um, I love him. I love Corey Feldman. And it's like, is this guy '80s cinema royalty or what? Oh, one of the top. What's going on over there? Hmm. Corey Feldman. Corey Haim or Corey Feldman? Go. Corey Feldman. Feldman, for sure. I always liked that movie, uh, Dream a Little Dream, or whatever it is. <clears throat> was, was it Dream a Little Dream? They got their dad's car. There was a couple. Yeah, they had a couple of films, though, where they, well, they had a lot of films together, right? I, I don't remember all their films together, but, like, Haim died. That did a number on Feldman. Um, that was so sad. Yeah, and, and Feldman really got exploited, you know, in more ways than one in the 80s. But, I mean, yeah. was, we're talking about a guy that was in Stand By Me, Goonies, Friday the 13th Part 4, Gremlins, all before before he could even drive a car. The Lost Boys, one of my The things. Lost Boys, probably around the time he started driving. But, I mean, gosh, he, he was... He was in everything, and uh, I mean, I really hope if there's another Friday the Thirteenth flick, they can get Corey to reprise the Tommy Jarvis role. That would be fun. Yeah, I just think that'd be a good thing for a guy who really, you know, hasn't had it so good sometimes. It'll be another twenty years till that happens. Well, I mean, I, I thought the the court case was nearly over, but I guess they've been saying that for a while. But fuck Corey Feldman and Gremlins, though. Really, <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of his fault that what happens happens, right? Like, Rand gave him the rundown. It was Feldman's clumsy ass. You know, it's why Gizmo got wet. It was an accident. Oh, fuck that kid. Fuck Pete, not not Corey Feldman. Pete gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> so, he gets wet. Um, Some fucking furballs pop out of his back. A little, and wa- a little weird. Voila. Yeah, and, and it seems like th- they pretended that this was just something that happened every day. They they let they knew that Gizmo couldn't be wet. Rand gave him the rundown. Like I said, he they knew the rules. 
So once Gizmo gets wet, they just leave him there. I mean, it may as well be like hot vegetable oil on his back, cooking him to death. But nobody ever dries him off. They just leave him yeah. laying there face down, looking at the fur ball on the ground. And out come a whole bunch of little gizmos. Mogwai. <clears throat> and by the way, if you didn't know already, the word Mogwai, I believe is Cantonese, could be Mandarin. And it means devil. It is Cantonese. So, so, if you are of the Canton descent and you were watching this for the first time, spoiler alert at the, at the beginning, Mogwai, devil, okay. So you got all these little nasty ones, though. They, they kind of, um, they're a little more rambunctious than... Like Stripe? Yeah, you got Stripe. Uh, I don't know if they have, like, other nicknames, but they all got their little personalities. There's so many that it's kind of difficult to keep up with. Um... But they get together and they're just raising hell. Completely raising hell. They're playing little arcade games, hocking up loogies on the carpet, um, making the dog's life probably a little bit of hell. He's laying there having to worry about losing his spot as the man's best friend because, you know, Hoyt Wilhelm, whatever his name was, Hoyt Axton, um, he wants to monetize everything and get one in every household in America, thus replacing the dog as the, the household pet. Um, but these guys, they don't just, they don't just stay in that form. I guess it would have been bad enough had they just stayed in that form, but the point where they leave the food out. He feeds them the chicken after midnight, Rick, and the doctor has, you know, he's got the one over to the side in a cage, and he's kind of doing blood tests on him, leaves a half-eaten sandwich out on the counter overnight, just walks away like, oh, I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to leave the sandwich here. Probably going to finish it the next morning. Well, he gets a bite of his own after midnight. So now these creatures are going through what? Like some kind of metamorphosis, right? Yeah. Changing completely. So they're no longer furry. They're now little scaly, slimy creatures. Um, Gizmo. They're all fucked up, James. All they fucked all up. Much, much less friendly. Yeah, less friendly. And here's... All right, so once they go into their, uh, I guess their transformation, that's when the movie kind of gets a little more fun for me. Now, I, nobody's rooting for the gremlins, right? But you gotta, you gotta Whoa. admit, they get, okay, well, I don't want to speak for everybody. Maybe you are. Maybe Rick is. But the children at home aren't, are they? I don't know. Well, Even they get pretty creative. Green, they're pretty cute. I would own one by itself. I already do. So... When they all get together in their second phase, that's when shit gets crazy. And they start offing people. In some of the most creative ways and most fun ways, these little guys have personality. Big ones. So, what's your favorite? I don't even know how you would how you would call it. I don't want to call them murders. <laughs> they are murders. Like My murders of Mogwai or murders like... No, no. Like, how are these Mogwai taking out... Their victims. Like one of my favorite is oh, is when they all collectively get in the bulldozer and drive into the, <laughs> the, the the couple's home, and they're just behind the wheel giving it hell. Fucking love that scene. What's your favorite? That might be my favorite too. Honestly, it's such a funny moment seeing them all. <laughs> like that. But you know, there's a part of me that really likes the scene with Mrs. Deagle on her stair lift. Oh, God. And, and they fucking, <laughs> they have the wherewithal to rewire this stair lift as she gets off it at the bottom of the stairs. 
She gets back on it. She's running away from him. And this thing just fucking takes her up the stairs and launches her into outer space. Which I think, as a little kid, when you see a stair lift, like, this is the movie I think of. When you see the commercials for the, If I've uh, ever seen the commercials or a stair lift and, like, other media, like, this is what I revisit. This is the moment I go back to. <laughs> well, so for every, I guess, Mogwai kill, you know, Mogwai murder, there's, you know, equally impressive Mogwai kills. You got, you know, they're microwaving them, um... Blending it. The blending <laughs> yes. reminds, the, the, the blender it scene. reminds me of uh, your next. Oh, man. When she yeah. like sticks that sticks uh, him with the blender and blends his little head. <sighs> That's so good. So damn good. But that whole kitchen sequence, top to bottom hilarious. And well, it's almost just, like we get a montage of chaos from, right. from, from both sides. It all happens pretty fast. And it's something that if you haven't seen the film, you need to check this out because it is some of the most, some of the most fun sequences in, in, in any, well, in this movie, this is where, you know, the, after the, the transformation, after the metamorphosis, this is where the rubber hits the road and the movie just becomes really fun. It was really cute before, now it's just really fun. All the chaos that, you know, ensues between the, the gremlins and the, uh, I guess the, the humans. But yeah, with green I mean, blood all over the kitchen. Green blood all over the kitchen. Well, you know, Dad is off at some co- inventor's convention. He can't. He he can't seem to. I guess keep his shit straight because there's so many more advanced inventors there. He's taken the dog, so the dog can help Billy and Phoebe and Mom. So they're on their own, and the, these Mogwai have Gizmo, and they're basically torturing him. So once they get once they get Gizmo out of everything, and they track this, I guess the creature from the uh, the lab. He was a little bit different than the rest of them, was he not? He was a little stronger. Am I remembering I that right? So. Yeah, they, I think they made him as kind of like the boss, uh, the, the boss Mogwai. So, like, th- there's a part where, uh, you know, they track him to the YMCA, and, like, the creature had, like, broken in, you know, the, the I guess the, the Super Mogwai had broken in, um, takes a swipe at them, and then, like, Billy comes in just in time to, to see it jump into the pool, multiplying. Now, like, they're outnumbered, uh, they got a retreat from the YMCA. Was it a YMCA? I think that sounds right. Yeah, it was. And and a few minutes later, you know, a bunch of little gremlins emerge. And, you know, Billy's home, uh, takes his mom to see the doctor for the wounds and all that. He goes to the police station to get the cops to take some action or at least warn some people. The cops think he's fucking drunk. Uh, they don't do anything. And I don't think the cops have done anything in any movie that we reviewed where there are cops. No. No. So the, the the first, you know, the first calls are coming in about freak accident and fires, you know, caused by the gremlins and the cops go to check things out, finally, and that just leaves Billy alone in the station. Of course, the gremlins are, you know, super busy little creatures and they want to destroy everything. Uh, you know, they injure a man who's putting mail in a the mailbox, they tamper with the electrical grid, causing, you know, sparks to fly out and, you know, lights to go on and off all over town. Um, they, ca- they cause car crashes. You know, there's the stair lift incident, which is amazing. Um, you know, they get into the snow plow, kill the couple. Uh, of course, Pete, he's, he manages to keep, he's got experience with this shit, man. He's already taken care of Jason Voorhees. So, like, little gremlins ain't shit to him. So he's keeping them at bay from his window. Um, you know, this, this ending, um, I guess sequence, does it really ever 
Why am I hearing Darth Vader? Does it ever really close off the possibility of a of a second movie, or was this left as a like a, a, a cliffhanger? I mean, there is a second movie. I know there's a second movie, but did we expect a second movie when this one was over? Um, I thought so because we've got uh the guy telling Billy that one day you know he can be with Gizmo again and Gizmo will be waiting, blah blah blah. So I think definitely they left it open to a sequel. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I guess that that makes sense. Gizmo's still alive, so of course there can be more things happen. But the final scene there. With the gremlins in the movie theater. I think they're watching uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They are. Why did this scene make me think so much of Inglorious Bastards? <laughs> and, <laughs> and why did I expect Billy and Phoebe, or uh, Billy and Kate, <laughs> to lock them in and just burn the place to the ground? I mean, when, well, I guess that's not in the theater. But it ends with kind of like fire, gizmo uh, exposing stripe to the light. Not yeah, okay, theater, yeah. But that, the end that of true. that sequence. I went down, but I'm back. Thank goodness. Couldn't do it without you, JB. Well, you know what, yeah. James? It's a good thing uh, you, you checked it out because you could have had an issue like uh, Mrs. Deagle and. Uh, Somebody rewired your shit and you get shot in outer space like she did. Could have had a gremlin incident right here. That's that's what I was thinking the whole time. So, I don't know. I'm glad you're alright. I'm glad you're back. But we are at... We're, we're, we're kind of talking about the uh, the movie theater scene where they're watching Snow White. And I drew a parallel to Inglorious Bastards and the ending of that movie burning down the, uh, the movie theater. But, of course, Stripe is the, the one that kind of survives everything and it's like he's the um i don't know if he's the last one or the second to last one but he's got that uh they find themselves in that store and he's attacking billy with that tennis ball launcher um rick i don't know about you casey i really doubt you guys didn't get to watch american gladiators right um i don't know so I, I did you did I, I watched it like the yeah. original show back in like the early 90s yes early 90s i was busy <laughs> you were busy uh, yeah busy uh with your own metamorphosis well that's yeah. that's what i thought of when i saw the tennis ball launcher i'm pretty sure that james and i played Except various games what <laughs> i'm working on this chair bill so why are you not muted my bad <laughs> i thought he was talking about, i thought he was going to back me up on the on the american gladiator no, that story. makes sense i'm not that tennis ball thing, now I think about it, does... does yeah, I played American back Gladiators. Gladiators. We played American Gladiators, and Rick, you know what I'm getting at with the, the tennis ball launcher. That is like a the... There's a video game, but we played in your bedroom, too, like where we'd throw something behind obstacles and try to you know get it to the to ring the bell or whatever it was that they had to do. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, you know, watching the Gremlins really takes me back to, you know, childhood and the, the shit that we would do. And you remember things based on what was hot at the time. And very little was hotter than Gremlins, um, at least on the big screen. Um, but, you know, back to, uh, to Stripe and Kate and Billy, they, they, they got the, uh, you know, the, the tennis ball shooter, uh, they, they get into the back rooms. They they have their little fights, like you know, with the the lights and such. Um, but Stripe is using the items he finds in the store to attack Billy. Um, there's the launcher, the crossbow, uh, a chainsaw, 
Kate, of course, in the back room finds like uh, a set of circuit breakers and she starts turning stuff on and off randomly. Uh, the background music system, some lights, a water fountain. Um, of course, Billy's beating the shit out of him with, you know, a baseball bat or at least trying to. And this is where he really loses me as the leading man because he looked very uncoordinated in this scene. So maybe that's why he didn't get the Back to the Future role. Wait, did this come before Back to the Future or after? I think this came after Back to the Future. This was the same I can set. Find out. So yeah, it was after. Okay, so it was between one and two. Yeah, because the set was the same. The, ta- the, the town they're in. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, so that is that is one piece of trivia that, that I saw as well about... Um, were the towns named the same way in the, in the, in the three films? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know why that would have been different. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the name of the town that that we're talking about here. It, I hate drawing a blank, but either way, Dad's just now coming back into town. Ran that is Hill Valley um, is the town. Back Hill the Valley, thank you. God, that was gonna bother me all night. Um, so they get uh Stripe into the water, melts into a puddle of goo, ooze, Baby. junk. Ow. Yeah, something you wanna you wanna drink, and of course you you get the obligatory. Uh, final scare as he jumps back out his little decaying body but of course he can't handle the sunlight right it's a rule you got to remember rick when your own gremlin turns against you you got to use the sunlight and basically they all return home and of course with uh you know the the the, 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 the peltzer family's watching the news about all the destruction and where it's they describe it as a series of unexplained accidents and fires how did nobody see anything that was happening but they are confronted by the owner of the Chinese junk shop. You might call it an antique shop. I'll call it a junk shop. And they're proved once again to be the only people that are responsible enough to take care of Mogwai. So it and gets course, repoed. The, yeah, it gets repoed. And you can just see the disgust in uh, the, the store owner's face for anything Western society related. And of course, you know, the destructive gremlin infestation is probably why he's right. I think his name was Mr. Wing, but uh, he gives the money back, all $200, and uh, he takes Gizmo back with him. Uh, But before he goes, he tells Billy that one day he might be ready to become the creature's caretaker. Leaving us set up directly for a sequel. For for a new batch, you might say. I might. You know know what I thought was cool about this one? Tell me. The scene in the store where Stripe attacks Billy with a chainsaw was not in the script. It was added as an homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? Yep. No way. Yes. How cool is that? I just wonder if I watch again, looking for homages, if uh, I'm going to catch any more. I mean, Spielberg... Um, he... I guess that's not an homage, but I know there's the scene where we see Billy watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So this was a Chris Columbus-directed film, right? Yep. D- did Spielberg have any hand in this? I can't remember if he had something... I don't think he um, executive produced this, did he? No. I don't know why I thought that. Oh, okay. It didn't say on the side, but it does here. Steven Spielberg was the film's executive producer. You're right. Okay, okay. So For nothing... some reason, they didn't list have it listed on the side like it normally does on Wikipedia. You know what I mean? I guess you just want to give Chris Columbus his props. Um, but nothing with Spielberg is ever accidental. Um, he designed Gizmo. With his little, you know, the the color pattern in his in his hair, fur, whatever whatever you want to call it, to match his own dog. So, like small deal details like that are they're never accidental. So, yeah, I mean, this we were talking earlier about 
um, Rand, uh, Hoyt, uh, what, what's his last name? Hoyt Axton. Uh, Hoyt Axton. Um, how he's got the, like the perfect voice. And I wondered like why he didn't narrate more of the movie. Well, the movie does end with Rand's voice telling viewers that if they have any explained electrical or mechanical problems, they should be alert for gremlins. And that especially goes for you right now, James. James is busy fixing his chair. But you know what? There are a few uh, interesting names of people who could have been in this movie but weren't. Do tell. Pat yeah, Pat Hingle. I don't know if uh, that name rings a bell. Um, he is the guy who owned the truck stop in Maximum Overdrive. Oh, okay. Okay, he was an asshole in that movie, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently, he had the best reading for this film for Rand's part. But because it was so impressive, they did not cast him because they didn't want his performance to overshadow anything in the movie. So Pat Hingle as Rand Peltzer could have been... Very different, but I'm pretty happy that they stayed with with our troubadour. I agree. Yeah, now, in the part of Billy, we could have had a couple of other 80s heartthrob actors in Judd Nelson and... I love them. Em ...and Emilio Estevez. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so imagine Pat Hingle and Emilio Estevez in both Gremlins and Maximum Overdrive. That would be kind of cool. Well, let's go ahead and do our final thoughts on Gremlins and... I mean, really, honestly, what it meant to you growing up. I mean, I, I don't know if... I know it is a Christmas movie, but, you know, it didn't actually get released during the Christmas season. This was a summer release. It was like a June or July, I think. Gotta keep the horror spirit and the Christmas spirit alive year-round. A year-round. Um, but it's a Christmas staple for me. I mean, it's definitely a month of month of December viewing for me, as it was this time. But, uh, man, if this isn't the first horror flick that you're showing to your kids... It, it should be one of them. Casey, what say you? Actually, no, uh, hang on. We, we gotta save you okay. for last. This was, this was, this was your, your pick. I did pick this movie. Pickle Rick, what do you think about Gremlins, man? I'm back oh. again. Oh, God. <laughs> Just in time. I Rick, mean, what, what, give it to him. Like, I never saw it, like, uh, I never saw it, like, when I was young, so I can't really come from that mindset, honestly. I saw it when I was in, like, my 20s. Um, I was just like, okay. So I wasn't really like, didn't grow up with it or anything. Uh, it's not one of my favorites. I'm not gonna say it sucks. Just it's it's okay. Oh my lord! What do you mean when you were in your twenties? I was you still in your twenties. I, I was born. I was born in '87. Like when do you think I would have watched this? Like when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch. I was pretty sheltered, so I did not watch this. I can tell you that much. That's right. Okay. Out. Now, <laughs> James. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, it's, it'd be hard to deny. JB, what are your final thoughts on Gremlins? Bill, you better not edit none of this. <clears throat> better leave it in full length. <laughs> the director's cut. <laughs> director's cut. <laughs> we'll call it the 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 droll cut. <laughs> Zack Snyder, James Brown cut. <laughs> yeah. I've been stuck in a reclining chair for the past thirty minutes. <laughs> I hope you are sweating your balls off. What was more exciting, me stuck in this chair or the Gremlin movie? Me stuck Definitely in this the chair. Gremlin movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, James, that you uh, you were all the way reclined and you couldn't get unreclined and your legs are just flailing in the air. <laughs> well, that's what happened, Bill. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's a well, James. So. Well, you know what? I don't know if you heard what I said earlier, uh, but it was a quote from... Oh, Rand Paul. What's his last name? 
Rand uh, McNally, uh, Rand Axton. That uh, Axton? Huh? Hoyt Axton? Yeah. Yeah, I, I keep saying Rand Axton. Yeah, Hoyt Axton. Rand Peltzer. Rand Peltzer. Uh, he tells viewers that if you have any unexplained electrical or mechanical problems, they should be alert for gremlins. So... Well, you, people, I've got a grandma because somebody chewed these wires into you. I <laughs> <laughs> was Good stuck in pond all the way back, so there's definitely a gremlin in here. James, give us your final thoughts on gremlins. I know you love it. I love this movie since I've got my gremlin of my own. <laughs> well, you know what to do, James. You don't feed them after midnight, you don't get them wet, and you don't expose them to sunlight. Or as Rick would say, you don't get them wet after midnight, you don't feed them in water and don't turn on the lights. So, Casey, first thing I need are your final thoughts, and then we got to know about those critic reviews. Well, let's talk about the critic reviews first, and then I'll tell you what I thought. By all means. Also, we haven't acknowledged it. Actually, maybe we have. Did we already talk about? I don't know, because I don't know. Billy cut this part out, but I don't know what we talked about in the goddamn Bricks rundown thing oh my already. God. We didn't even do a Bricks rundown. Oh, I assumed you recorded it separate. I I, I assumed I assumed that I forgot about it. God damn, Rick! I didn't put it in my notes. You got a rundown, Rick? You're gonna record it separately. No, sir. No, ma'am. It's too late now. We're gonna do it after um after uh, your critic reviews. Whatever. Okay. Then we haven't discussed it. Um, <laughs> Howie Mandel was Gizmo. Holy shit. He was Gizmo. How funny is that? And he's a germaphobe. This movie had to be fraught with with germs. I don't think I I knew that. I think he's I think he's just making that up as as a thing to do on TV. You think so? You don't think he's? I think he's really a germaphobe. I think he's freaking weird, dude. Would you want to touch people's hands all day? I don't think that's germaphobe. I mean, I mean, I'm not a germaphobe, and I don't touch people's hands all day. So yeah, I think hand sanitizer. Rick, we live in a pandemic. Hand sanitizer. Use it before the pandemic. I'm just Carry saying. On, Casey. Anyway, Grillins has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty great. Um, as far as critic reviews, when we're looking at the good, we can say that one says a thrilling anti-Christmas product, effectively mocking other no-nonsense evil alien endeavors to become a staple of the horror comedy subgenre. Huh. A bad yes. review is spoof horror doesn't horrify it sickens spoof comedy doesn't amuse it annoys spoof comic horror is for the stuffed birds and i think that guy's a hater that guy's a major hater like this is a good movie someone someone we've discussed before who's usually a major hater roger ebert liked this movie giving it three out of four stars and saying that it was fun and also a sly series of send-ups well he just wanted to work in that alliteration clearly well, what are your final thoughts, though, Casey? That's what's really important. I picked this movie. I didn't see this movie until I was older, probably towards the end of high school. Um, and I didn't Three realize it was a Christmas. Your mom. I didn't realize this, that it was a Christmas movie until someone told me that. And then they were like, oh, well, if you've never seen it, it's a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time. We have to watch it. And I love this movie. It is so fun. And it was released around the same time as what? Ghostbusters and... Same day. Same day as Ghostbusters and there was something else. And Well, actually, I think Ghostbusters was the, the main the main thing. And it came in second, but very closely out almost did, outdid Ghostbusters. 
this wasn't like some small deal um novelty movie this was a like the real deal like biggest movies you know the the top handful of movies that were out at the time and for good reason man this is a great fucking flick so rick i don't want to leave you out i would never do something like that uh on purpose you got that rundown handy son yeah i've been ready um, God, for the last hour and a half, I've been ready. So we did Gremlins, uh, Chris Columbus. It was written by him. We did Home Alone 1 and 2. Um, there's a lot of people in it. I'm just going to go over the main ones, honestly. Um, Phoebe Cates, uh, she was in, like we said, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Gremlins Drop Dead Fred. She's best in Fast Times at Ridgemont High in that pool scene. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> then uh, Judge Reinhold was Gerald Hopkins. He's been in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Ruthless People, Stripes, Beverly Hills Cop, all the Santa Claus movies. Dick Miller, he's been in 180 films. Uh, he's been in Explorers, Piranha, The Howling, Bucket of Blood, Little Shop of Horrors, Chopping Mall, Night of the Creeps, Terminator, The Burbs, Small Soldiers, Quake. And Corey Feldman, he was Pete Fontaine. Uh, Billy mentioned Friday 13th Final Chapter, Goonies, Stand By Me, License to Drive, uh, Dream a Little Dream, Lost Boys. And I don't know, Billy, is this the commentator Harry Carey Jr. was Mr. Anderson? Is that the commentator or is that not even related to him? Um, Harry Jr. <laughs> has to be, I don't think it it's... It says Harry Carey Jr. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> I didn't know, but um, well, Howie Mandel is Gizmo. I didn't uh, see no, Harry Carey in this... I didn't see Harry Carey Jr. Harry Jr. Mr. Anderson. There's a Harry Carey Jr. that's a singer. <clears throat> Like a singer songwriter does like a lot Maybe of crap. Maybe that's who it is. I don't know. Plays the piano, I think. Maybe it's no relation to the Cubs. Harry Carey that no, does the Cubs. He, he was the son of... Um, he, Harry Carey Jr. was like already old at this time, right? Harry <laughs> Carey Sr. was in like silent films and shit like that. Yeah, Harry <gasps> Carey Jr. was born in 1921. What if the moon was made of cheese? <laughs> Hey, what's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather be the top scientist in your field or have mad cow disease? (laughs) I'm big mad cow. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I guess we need to go ahead and narrow down what we're going to watch next week. I believe that would be my pick, right? So narrow down. Well, I mean, are we casting a vote? I'm, I'm declaring. I'm I'm declaring what we're going uh, to watch. There we go. What are we watching? To to kick off the 2022 year, or let's call it the 2022 season of slashers and screamers. Guys, I found this film on Shutter. I'm sure it can be found in other places, but I found it on Shutter. Something that James detests. <laughs> this movie is about a young driver, 16, 17 years old, who gets in a little automobile accident and exchanges information with the person who rammed her. Well, that person turns out to be quite the stalker in the 2016 flick Fender Bender. I know you're going to like it. It hits on a few things. We've got a guy skulking around in his vehicle. We've got a little home invasion stuff going on. And it's really stalky. So I know it's something for all three of you. And I believe our listeners as well. The name of this film is Fender Bender. No big stars. Sounds like a movie I'll detest. We can only hope so, James. Has anybody already seen Fender Bender? 
Nobody know who Mindbender is. Oh, yeah, that's our guy. We gotta check on on Jim Burkett, by the way. See how uh, see how that not GoFundMe. What's it called? Uh, that Kickstarter campaign went. God, I can't wait for that shit. Has anybody know, seen I Fender Bender? James hasn't seen Fender Bender. No. God damn, it takes like pulling teeth. Okay, nobody's seen it. I mean, this is gonna be a fresh watch for all four of us. I've so, seen it. You rat bastard. So, for the godfather of Droll James, for the Memphis Menace Rick, and for the final girl Casey, I am Billy Graves. This was the Slashers and Screamers podcast. We will catch you in the game.